Weekly Sauce, episode 64. We just figured out it was episode 64 because obviously we have <laughs> no idea how to keep counting. This is the third interview we're doing in three days. Second time he's been on. We don't have too many repeat customers because we like to you know spread them out. But whenever we bring somebody in, that's a repeat customer, like a friend of the show. We, got, we bring out the red carpet for him. But before we get to our <laughs> guest, before we get to our guest, it's... Mike's BBQ Rub. Visit Mike's BBQ Rub, mtl.com, and use Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off the entire site. Uh, I'm going to throw an additional promo here because we're talking about fantasy football. Uh, Hot Sauce. Hot Sauce Sports is sponsored by Hot Street Fantasy. They're going to be getting into NFL. Right now, they're in the MLB, so go check it out. Use Hot Sauce promo code. So if you have an iOS, Hot Street Fantasy, Hot Sauce for the promo code, they'll match your deposit as a bonus. They'll match your initial deposit as a bonus. You put 50, they give you 50 bucks. Bet on the MLB. Learn how learn how it's played. It's the best app, honestly. You pick two to three guys. You bet on if they're going to get a hit, a double, a single here and there, and you just make money. I've been killing it. and I killed it in basketball. I started shooting. Uh, shitting the bed in baseball but now i'm starting to climb back up again i'm having fun <laughs> they're moving into the nfl so hot streak go on the ios if you have ios it's hot streak use hot sauce promo code uh and they'll match your bonus um i'm terry tam as usual with alex the intern how's it going buddy i'm super excited man fucking fantasy football seasons are on the corner love to talk about it I love to talk about it because last year I drafted for five teams. Biggest mistake of my life, but I know the guy that we have right here probably has 17 teams. The fantasy football hustler <laughs> with the sickest glasses I've ever seen. How's it going, buddy? What up, guys? Oh, yeah, and you've only seen half of them. There oh, we go. Yeah. If I got to get crazy, we'll flip them up on you. I love it. I love it. Man. What have you been up to, man? Have you been crazy busy now or what? Oh, man. I mean, it never stopped for me. So, I mean, as soon as Super Bowl ended, we literally started a draft for Dynasty the next day. So, I did a bunch of Dynasty leagues. I, last year, I was in 20 leagues. I think I'm pushing like 50 right now. So, it's getting a little crazy. But it's because I'm giving back, it, you know. How many hours does that take? Like 20 leagues. How many hours a week is that? Uh, a lot. I mean, really, it's like certain certain um, hours out of my, you know, Monday for, you know, waivers and Tuesday, things like that. And then making sure I'm double checking everything on Thursday and Sunday. So, yeah, it's a lot. It's literally a weekly process to set lineups right now. I love it, man. How many how many leagues did you win? So I won two out of the 20 and lucky it was two of the two of the big money ones. So literally paid for all the other, you know, buy ins and everything. And I was in the profit. But also, this is your business too, right? So it's not like you're just doing it for fun. Like, I don't know anybody for fun that's doing more than five leagues. I did five leagues last year, and I didn't make the playoffs in any single one of them because I was spread out too thin, man. I was like, I, I tried to draft the same guys, and I, I did for the most part. I had like four or five of the same guys. Like, in every league, I had James Conner. Like, I had like, I tried to be even across the board, but I committed myself too thin. This year, I'm bringing it down to three, and that's it. Three is enough for me, I think. Alex, I mean, like. Huh? Like you said, it it is my business, and so like I got a big Patreon following, and most of them get on there because they want to join some really dope leagues. So yeah, pretty much all these leagues are um, with people on the internet, not really home leagues. I only got two of them now. Yeah, Alex, how many leagues do you have? Um, well, I have my own league. My I have a private league, and I'll, and I'm with you guys at Hot Sauce Sports. All right. I mean, just two. I was in a keeper league. Uh, I'm a commissioner for a keeper league. We we decided no more keepers. Uh, we might revisit it in a couple of years, but I love the keeper idea. But in football, it's tough because there's there's just way too many injuries in camp, man. And it's like if you're not if you're not preparing yourself, like if you're if let's say like I have I had Barkley one year when he when that year he tore his ACL, and I was fucked. Even though like I was able to keep another player from my team. 
uh, I was fucked for the season because I ha- like I had this handicap. So I put him on the IR. Uh, I didn't get a pick that was the same value as him. So it sucks. What do you think about keeper leagues in those regards? So I actually would rather do either dynasty or no keeper at all for redraft. So I'd rather keep the entire team, you know, because at least then you already got, you know, some backups, things like that, just in case anything happens. But, yeah, for redraft, I'm not really a fan of the keepers, and I really try to draft after the third week of the um, – of the preseason just because you never know what's going to happen with injuries like you said yeah it's it's tough man and uh so this year's this year's going to be different there's a lot of guys getting injured in camp um a little preseason action so far it's happened what have you seen so far who are the who are the sleepers who are guys like like cmc we assume mccaffrey's going to go number one right we're assuming one two three at least is derrick henry like i wanted to know does derrick henry still have the same value as he did two years ago and last year yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a lot of people who think that, you know, he's had the crazy workload, you know, the last couple years, and this is the year that he's going to get hurt. But he's really only had the workload two years in a row. So it's not like some of these guys who have a crazy workload for five years and then they just can't stop getting injured. Yeah. So he's he's a mid-first-round guy, you know, maybe a late-first-round guy in a super flex. But he's one of the guys, you know, who's still going high. A guy that I really like who's outside of the top five, six is Gibson. I feel like he's going to be like CMC light this year and he's got the same coaching regime that cmc used to have you know and so they're gonna get him involved with a lot of stuff and he's like my favorite second round running back to draft and 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 speaking of barkley uh we we spoke about it earlier um barkley so two seasons in a row where he missed so much action is this a season that you know he proves everyone wrong and just explodes I really think it is. I mean, it was week two of last season, you know, and if you look at both injuries, they were both really freak, like just tackles and falls. Like when it happened last year, there was two tackles in a row, one where he fell super weird on his arm, looked like he almost hyperextended his arm. I thought that that was going to injure him, literally goes back in the next play and then just falls really weirdly like on his leg. So I just feel like it was bad luck. He's had almost a year to recover, and even if he doesn't play week one or week two, I still feel like he's going to be worth the value. As long as you, you know, you you got a couple extra guys to where you're not worried about him week one or two, he's still. I've drafted him in a bunch of teams, and I'm not worried about it. So you've already done drafts. Yeah, so it's because I'm in a million leagues, yeah. and a lot of them are dynasty, you know. So those ones have been going on from February to July, and um, yeah, th- there's just some leagues where some people just would rather do a slow draft because they're going to be in a bunch of leagues, and they would rather do it a little bit earlier, just kind of get it out of the way. I've got like I'm probably like ten drafts um, starting next week, so. It's going to be crazy either what's, way. What's your average ADP? For, what's your what's your grade for all the drafts so far? Like those Yahoo grades. So, <laughs> I haven't drafted in Yahoo. I've only drafted in Sleeper, and Sleeper doesn't give the draft grades. But one thing that I've noticed about Yahoo, those draft grades have gotten worse and worse. Awful. It's like if, if you have a top three RB, it's like you'll get like an A. Yeah, if you don't have a top three RB, you're going to get like a B minus or it's something. Basically, if you drafted a player that was lower in his ADP, than where you drafted him. If you had a, if you had a higher ADP than where you drafted him, then you're you're getting an A. Like that's basically what it is. Like if you want it, you know. And it's and I love like the write up too. It's classic. Yeah, I, I love Yahoo as an interface. It works, but that part of it's kind of cheesy. It doesn't tell me anything. Um, and and chances are after two weeks, those grades mean absolutely nothing. Alex. <laughs> yep. So so Zavino's interested in dynasty. Could you explain me like how it works exactly? Yeah. What's the difference between a dynasty and a keeper? 
Yeah. So, well, keeper, you keep like one or two players or whatever. I mean, I know you can have up to like five or seven keepers. So you keep a couple players and you get them in like whatever round you get them in, you know, as a keeper. Dynasty, you're going into your draft knowing that you're going to have this this team for a couple years, at least two or three years. I think that's the average for dynasty leagues. And so every year you're just drafting rookies only you keep your you keep your team from year to year and like one of the dynasty leagues at cam Akers was my rookie pick last year but i also drafted um daryl henderson and malcolm brown so he went out early you know and a lot of people got screwed on that but i had daryl henderson so i'm not kind of i'm not worried about it too much but that's the downfall about dynasties usually draft a lot earlier my dynasty teams have like 50 um 50 roster spots because we're doing offense and IDP, but um, usually it's just really big rosters and there's a lot more trades. That's one thing that's cool about dynasty. You can trade draft picks. Yeah. Um, yeah, That's the part I'm in a dynasty hockey league. So I don't know. I don't know if you're anything about hockey, but I'm in a dynasty hockey league. I suck in that league, even though I have like the first (laughs) overall pick every year. Um, It's 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 tough too because you know you're you're playing with well we play with a cap we play with the NHL cap system and it's it's a it's a hard cap right so it's um it's tough to manage but I find football is it's you're not it's you can have you know your team is good from the draft that can change within if if that can change as soon as you have one guy that knows how to manage his team properly and that's the key to fantasy i find and it's something that i lack last year i didn't give a shit about my teams that's why i didn't make the playoffs in any of them i just even our our league I, like the last few weeks i just didn't even set my lineup you know i was just so discouraged from like all the injuries i had barkley connor like all of them i had every injury name it and um so yeah so like team, teams that know how to manage that not like me those are the guys that get that, that are successful and that's that's where the that's where you make your money the guys that know how to manage I feel like for redraft leagues, the draft is maybe like 20%, maybe 25%. Yeah. You may get lucky and you may not get any injuries, but the way it works now, like you got to really get lucky not to get injuries. And if you got to be working the wire week to week. So like what I do just to kind of be a step ahead of everybody else, I put out my waiver wire video on Monday. Everybody else puts out their waiver wire video on, uh, on Tuesdays. Just so I'm trying to get people ready on Monday, not just the last second. And, and then I got all, all my start. This is all on your Patreon? No, this is um, just on uh, YouTube. So oh, okay, nice. people who are on Patreon, um, if you're on the superstar tier or higher, which is the $10 tier or higher, you get um, one-on-one DM access. So there's a lot of people who, I mean, they want to support me, but they also want a bunch of access to where they can just DM me, you know, whenever and tell me, who should I pick up? Here's like my specific, you know, free agents available. And I feel like people like that because everyone's leagues are a little different. It's true. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this year, well, we just did our our, our draft uh, lottery. Uh, I, I, I'm getting the second pick, and and Terry's getting the pick number nine. Um, it, it's full PPR. It's it's a standard format. It's so only one QB. Um, who should I go with, and who should uh, and who should uh, <laughs> who should Terry go with? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you're either going to be getting you're either going to be getting CMC or uh, or Dalvin Cook. More than likely, Dalvin Cook. And in a PPR league, I mean, I still think Dalvin Cook he's he's worth that pick. I mean, he gets a lot of catches out of the backfield. Their whole you know system is predicated around the run. We see the guys behind him like Alexander Madison, like he's really just trash, you know. So it's really him or nothing else. 
And with the ninth pick, that's a little bit tougher because um, it depends on who drops. Like I see Barkley dropping there a lot. Um, I actually got Henry. Well, it's a super flex league, so it's a little bit different, but he dropped all the way to the 11th pick for me. Um, Kamara, I've seen him drop, you know, to like the fifth or sixth. Who knows if he'll make it to the ninth. Gibson, he's a little bit of a reach there, but I feel like he's going higher and higher. And not going to lie, I really like taking Travis Kelsey with that ninth pick, ninth or tenth pick, because someone usually takes him on the turn. Yeah. And the difference of running back between the ninth pick and then your second pick, you know, the third pick in the um, or the fourth pick in the second round, it's not that big of a difference. So I, I'm really prone to, to picking Kelsey right there. And that's like the biggest positional advantage you can get at any position. Yeah, so that's the, so you're so you rank Kelsey higher than somebody like Kittle or maybe somebody like I mean what do we uh, actually I want to talk about this but we'll talk about it after talk about the Kelsey Kittle comparison so Kelsey obviously fantasy wise unbelievable is this like kind of like the last year he's gonna be able to produce this much are we looking at this being his climax and are we looking at George Kittle kind of like replacing him I don't think so I mean the way I mean as long as Patrick Mahomes is there and as long as you know Kelsey is healthy I mean the way they use him they use him like a wide receiver he's great in blocking him and Patrick Mahomes have you know the best one of the best rapports in the NFL Patrick Mahomes is super accurate you know can buy the extra time like I think Kelsey's got a handful of years left you look at guys like Tony Gonzalez who go into their late 30s like if you're healthy and you got a good quarterback and you're in a good system for the tight ends, like you're going to thrive. Kittle, he's just got to stay healthy. I still have him as my second tight end. He gets hurt a lot. He plays hard. He puts out a lot of blocks. Uh, he catches a lot over the middle. Like Kelsey gets a lot in stride where he's wide open. Yeah. Kittle doesn't have as good of a QB, you know, to where he's getting hit in stride. He's catching the ball, getting hit a lot. You know, he's going up for the ball, getting hit on the way down. All of those things, like, it it just adds on. And I think that that's why he's got hurt the last few years. I still like him. He would be more of a third round guy for me, though, not a third late round first, kiddo. Wow, breaking my shattering all, yeah. shooting all over my universe right now. <laughs> I, I was, I was more, I was more of the um, like tight ends. I would never reach for a tight end. Like you can, like, there's the top tier. Then there's the kind of the middle guys where you'll always get like roughly the same amount. Like Jason, I'm a Cowboys fan, so Jason Wynn for me was like the guy. I would just always draft yeah. him because he would get me. Five catches, maybe 50 yards, 60 yards, probably not a touchdown because he wouldn't get a lot of touchdowns. But, you know, he would get me like 11 to 12 points a game, which I was more than okay with for a tight end. Uh, but now I'm looking at New England, and they got Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry over there. Is it is it worth it to just double up and drop both these guys? Or are we looking at uh, Hunter Henry as the clear number one? Well, especially right now, I don't think Hunter Henry is the clear number one. He's already got injured on two separate occasions in the preseason. And the Patriots offense is really hard to learn. So I'm not saying he's not going to learn it. But I feel like, you know, missing pretty much the entire preseason, I feel like that's going to slow him down a little bit. And I feel like right out of the gates, Jonu Smith is going to be the guy to own. I feel like Jonu is going to be more the red zone guy. I feel like Hunter Henry may be more the yardage guy. I'm not saying they're going to be Gronk and Aaron Hernandez, but the way that the Patriots use the double tight end set, I feel like both can easily get into the top 12 on almost any given week. What about Injo- what about David Njoku? What are we looking at for him? Is he worth it? Is he like a waiver wire pickup? What are we looking at there? Yeah, he's a waiver wire pickup. We, I think that he's a little bit more talented than Hooper, but he also keeps getting hurt. Like That's yeah. the problem with him. He also could be someone who gets traded this year. I believe that this year is the last year on his contract. But, yeah, I mean, the the talent is there. Talent is there, but he keeps getting hurt. 
I feel like if they're going to try to move him, they're going to want to get him involved, you know, kind of early, maybe get him a touchdown or two, and then maybe ship him off somewhere yeah. else. Because he's asked. He's kind of been on the fence too, right? So, Yeah. Alex? Um, so we've seen people talk about different draft strategies. They're talking about zero running back. They're talking about anchor running back. And then others are like, oh, just go best available. Does it really depend on your draft position, or does it depend more on like more like on the on the situation that you see? I feel like it's going to depend on your draft position. That's the biggest thing, and then it's going to depend if you play in a one QB league or if you can start two QBs, like a super flex or a two QB league. But draft position, that that's what makes the entire difference. Because you know, if you get the first pick and you're in a one QB league, you're picking Christian McCaffrey. If you get the fifth or the sixth pick, you know. Now you might be debating, you know, getting a top wide receiver or maybe mixing in Kelsey, you know, versus like, you know, the top six running back, you know, type thing. So I feel like people at the end of the first round or maybe in the middle ish, like the weird part, those might be the people who might be a little bit more prone to go in zero RB. So, I mean, listen, I, I don't know how if you like two quarterback systems. I, do. <laughs> I, I love it. I can't stand it. <laughs> I can't like I hate because I'm like a traditional fantasy football guy. Like I like one quarterback, two running backs, throw me three wide receivers, a tight end, and I'll even I'll I'll get sexy and I'll put in the nice lingerie and I'll get an additional <laughs> flex in there. I'll go wide receiver tight end flex and then a running back tight end flex, you know, or maybe just two flexes randomly, you know what I mean? So I, I like I'll just get different. But like I'm not a big fan of IDP. I'm in an IDP league. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that. I like, you know, I'm a traditionalist. You know what I mean? I'm a stay home kind of guy. I'm a pocket passer. Um, <laughs> so two quarterbacks. I mean, it's tough. I'm, are we lo- like? Do you draft guys that don't play each other when you're drafting two quarterbacks? Do you draft guys that um, like? Are you looking at the schedule when you're drafting two quarterbacks? Like, what are you looking at there? So the thing with the two quarterback leagues, I mean, it gets thin. The herd gets thin real quick. You know, like. In a one QB league, you may only have like 14, 15 QBs, you know, go off the board in the entire draft. Yeah. In the Superflex league, you may have 20 QBs go off in the first five rounds, you know. So it, it definitely it increases the strategy. I feel like in the NFL or really in all sports, quarterback is like the most important position in all of sports. It's pretty tough to argue that. So I just feel like in fantasy football, one QB leagues, the quarterback is just so devalued. That, it, that it's almost disrespectful, you know, to the quarterback. So if it's a one QB league and you have some interesting scoring settings, you know, to where maybe interceptions are, you know, like negative four or negative five points where it really hurts, you know, maybe it's like 15 yards per, uh, per point, you know, for passing. Like then that kind of separates the yeah. top, you know, from the, you know, the one, the one seated quarterback versus like the 10 or 12. But in a lot of these standard leagues, I mean, the number one QB is, like, separated by, like, 50 points at the end of the season from the number 12. So Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. So, I mean, you can, everyone, always, you can always go everyone does. It. Yeah, everyone does the same strategy. That's kind of my beef with one QB leagues. So, when, you, when, you're, looking at, uh, when you're looking at defenses, uh, I like to look – I take a defense uh, that I know that I'm going to like – like throughout the entire season that runs a good, like I like I've always liked taking the Patriots defense they just get points they get turnovers like the, the, I've always liked taking the Pats D um, I look and obviously their schedule now not so much like before they were playing the Dolphins Bills and the Jets when all three of them are shit and all of a sudden two of them are good you know what I mean so like I, I'll probably stay away from the Pats is that how you think about it going through do you look at just the defense or do you look at the entire schedule with it 
So I usually, I mean, I, I don't play in a lot of leagues with team defense. Like one of my ah. mottos is fuck team defense. I like IDP, but <laughs> oh, okay, I, I, I just try to go for a late defense. And, you know, a, a lot of times it is the Pats. If we look at their schedule, yeah, I mean, even the Bills, they didn't one out of the two games, you know, the Pats defense still did good against them. You know, they got a couple turnovers, forced a couple fumbles, you know, and the Jets and uh, the Dolphins. Patriots are still going to do good against them. You're talking about a rookie QB and a second-year QB. Like Patriots, shut those kind of QB, you know, shut those kind of teams down. So Pats are one of those late teams. I never draft a defense early because whoever was the top-scoring defense last year, one million percent, they are not going to be the top-scoring defense this year. It's never happened. I don't think it's ever happened once that the top-scoring defense one year repeats. So right. I, a team like I'd be looking at this year is maybe like the Broncos. I know that they were already, you know, uh, I'm going to say top half of the league last year, but I feel like they're probably undervalued for how good they actually are right now. Yeah, that's the thing about the Broncos too. And that division, you know, obviously they're playing against San Diego. They can get W's there, but, you know, they might get exposed a little bit uh, with Justin Herbert's huge arm. And, and uh, then the Chiefs, you know, how good they are. But then you're playing the Raiders. You're playing the Raiders twice whose offense isn't, isn't completely great. But uh, I don't know, man. I'm looking at, when I look at a defense this year, I'm looking at, um, I'm just, I'm just going to go, I think I'm going to go balls deep to Tennessee because the rest of that, the rest of that division's complete garbage. The fact that you have to play against the Texans twice a year and their quarterback is, I think it's like Drew Miley or something. Starting Who's the starting quarterback if it's not Sean Watson? Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod and then, Taylor. Um, yeah. And then Mills, Mills is, uh, the, is the backup quarterback right there. Yeah. And so one of my one of my friends, Bogart, he calls Tyrod Taylor the usher because he always ushers in the new quarterback. Yeah, that's so. what we were, saying on the show. we were saying that on the show last week is that it's like the poor guy, man. He goes to San Diego, Justin Herbert. He goes to Cleveland, uh, Baker Mayfield. Now he's in Houston. He's like, okay, I'm going to chill, be Deshaun Watson's backup. And all of a sudden, shit pops off and he's fucking, he's stuck. He's stuck there being the starting quarterback. He just wanted to collect a few million and just chill with his family. And this guy has to go out and play football now um but it's it's interesting that's why i'm going heavy on the tennessee titans this year so we all so, so we always talk about sleepers um this year past round 13 who, who do you see as sleeper jacoby myers is someone that i really love this year i mean he's pretty much free in drafts right now and i know that you know new england they added a bunch of players like you know they added johnu they added hunter henry they added nelson Aguilar, they added kendrick Bourne. but jacoby myers is the only one there who's like been there with the system for a few years and i feel like a lot of people are just downgrading him and um leaving him undrafted I would draft him as my last draft pick on every team if he's available. Um, I play in a lot of teams with Patreon members and things like that, and he keeps going higher and higher. But everyone listening here, Jacoby Myers, just pick him as, like, your last pick. Yeah. Your last pick? You think he's going to fall? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's going he's going undrafted in most leagues. Like, his ADP, I want to say, is in, like, the 150s or something like that. You're, you're from SoCal or you're from NorCal? SoCal, San Diego. Oh, you're San Diego. Yes, it's true. So, um, do you still call them the San Diego Chargers? Or do you call them the LA Chargers? <laughs> no, yeah, they're, they're the LA Chargers, and they're the enemies now. I don't cheer for them anymore since I left San Diego. Oh, so um, where do you know? Nowhere. Um, just my fantasy teams. That's why I, I, it's fun having a bunch, and I cheer for the players. Do you it's dr- more fun that way anyway. Yeah, it's true. Do you draft your team based on what you name your team? 
No, because I mostly I, I base my team name off of who I draft, okay. unless it's a league that I already won the championship in, and you know, I'll just keep my team name the same. Of course, yeah, of course. <laughs> and which top player, like, like let's say within the three rounds, the first three rounds, which top player do you think is going to bust this year? Jonathan Taylor, I think, is the guy who I'm Ooh. really, really nervous about. Like, I know that they said that Carson Wentz may come back. Um, you know, by week one, and that other guard may come back by week one, but they're down, as of right now, they're down three linemen, you know, from their playoff, like, starting offensive line last year. I mean, you got Mack, who's coming back. You got Hines, who's still there. They love running the running back by committee, and I guess I hate the fact that he had such a cupcake schedule at the end of the season, and, you know, he's going to have some of those same games like against the Texans and stuff. But it's like everybody forgot how kind of blah he was in the middle of the season, yeah. and it's because they kept getting a lot of the running backs involved. It's, it, it's, he's going yeah. to have too much of a workload. I kind of feel the same way about the kid in, uh, in Oakland. I'm forgetting his name, the Alabama player. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. I'm, I'm kind of thinking the same way. I'm, I'm high on him. I think he'll do, he'll do great. But the workload might be a bit too much for him. I don't think that he's going to be able to to be the the. I don't think he's going to be able to match the ADP that he has so far. Um, yeah, and the Raiders also got um, Kenyon Drake now as well. Oh, there so. you go. So. I think that Jacobs, I mean, he might be worth the price. He's been dropping. Like, he's been going as, like, running back 20 to 24 now. So okay. it, it's leveling out to where it should be. I'm still nervous, though, because ever since Gruden got there, it just doesn't seem like they like giving him the ball. Yeah, I don't know what it is. And well, Gruden, really Gruden's not he's, – uh, he's, he doesn't run. Like, he runs when he needs to kind of thing, but he uses his, he uses his running backs more as, more as receivers. He always has. Uh, Josh Jacobs is a good receiver. So, I mean, listen, it's, 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 it's a good game plan. But as in terms of fantasy, Josh Jacobs' value is right there where you said, 20 to 24. I don't think that he's a number one. I think he's a good RB2 and potentially a flex. <clears throat> potentially a flex. But if you have him as your flex, I think you're golden. If he's your third running back, then you're chilling. Like, you're, you're really chill. Definitely. Uh, what are we looking at? I'm a Cowboys fan, so i got to ask you. What are we looking at CD Lamb? Uh, is it, is it him, are him and Dak going to be the best number one, two punch in fantasy football this year? What are we looking at? I don't know if they're going to be the best one-two punch, but I bet they're going to be up there. And, I mean, we're talking about Dak, you know, probably going for 5,000 yards, you know, with the 17-game season now. And C.D. Lamb, I mean, seemed like he was his favorite target. I mean, small sample size last year because he got hurt in, what, like week four or week five? But, yeah, that's – the connection's going to be there. Amari Cooper is the guy who he's always been kind of iffy with the production. I feel like CD Lamb is going to be a little bit more productive, you know, than Amari's going to be. The guy that I really like is Gallup, though. I mean, you can get him so late. Like, he's oh, one yeah. of the sleepers yeah. that I really like. Like, I think his ADP is like 120 or something like that, but really, really late. So, yeah, that's someone who later in double digit rounds, I'm all about Gallup. Yeah, I always try and get. Two, like at least two Cowboys players on my team, you know what I mean? Like it used to be Jason Wynn and somebody else. Uh, I was trying to get two because I know that they're, they're, you know, they've always had a high-powered offense, you know. So it's like, so if Zeke falls to me like at seven, is that is that a good pick? Yeah, I mean he's been going in the middle of the first round, you know, um, okay. end of the first round, you know, maybe beginning of the second round in super flex leagues. So in our league, Alex, I think I have ninth pick. Alex got first pick. See how that works. I got second. Oh, second. second. Okay. Alex, Alex did the randomizer, and all of a sudden he gets second pick. Last year he didn't do what the did, randomizer. I did. <laughs> I did the randomizer. Look, I, I even know, sent I you the link. I know. I saw. I, I saw sent it. you the link. I saw it. I there's saw no. It. There's no change. There's no <laughs> modifications. Last year, last year Alex thought we screwed him over because we did. We did a random like a marble race. 
on YouTube, and uh, he thought we screwed him over because he got picked last. And he's like, he's like, you did it on purpose. Like, honestly, it would have been so much funnier if you did it on purpose, but we just didn't. Um, but I, honestly, I, I use that. Uh, what I use, if you're ever looking for a, a cool randomizer, it's called 100 Yard Rush. Yeah, that's what and it's did. Yeah, that's Oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah. There you go. That's yeah, I don't know what it is. Uh, I'm having bad luck with that this year. I've gotten at the end of the draft and like every draft that I've used that with. What's your favorite spot to draft in? I mean, if we're talking just a normal redraft league, number yeah. one, you one, know, nine, like, nine. I mean, number one produces the most championships. You're, you're really the only team that gets three picks inside the top 25. So as long as you hit, I mean, you got the best chance to win. Yeah, that, people don't of look course. at it like that. They're like, people always look at it because the best part about fantasy football, correct me if I'm wrong, is drafting. That's the oh, best yeah. part. I can draft and just not play. You know, like I'll dr- <laughs> I'll draft everybody's team because it's so fun. Yeah, I love it. You know, uh, do my research like the night before, just like cramming. My girlfriend's like, "What the hell are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm studying. Leave me alone." Um, but I like I like drafting at the end of the first round. Like I like like the not, I like that spot. Like the last two three picks in between there because I like seeing where everybody's going, kind of thing. Like seeing where their where their 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 where their eyes are going. Like if they got a quarterback early, you know, if somebody goes Pat Mahomes, that I know he's gonna need a running back on the way back. So like little things like that. So I like to see that where if you draft first, you're kind of like you're you're, you're in center ice. You know, you're waiting to get hit. And uh, so I like drafting at the end, and you know it, it kind of. And then when you come back, you get a nice pick, and then you get to chill, see the landscape a bit too. That's where I like to pick. Alex, where do you like to pick? I like to pick. Normally, I like to pick middle, like any, anywhere between four and six. Uh, I like that spot because you get you get a, a pretty solid running back if you get the fourth pick, and you and then and then afterwards you can actually get another running back or a good receiver. So I'm I'm satisfied between four and six. Good. Well, listen, man. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. Was- actually, I have one more question for our guest Go ahead, because man. because he's actually a stoner. As you guys probably seen his bung on the video. I respect it. Um, yeah, I love it. Um, what's your favorite munchies? Oh, so my answer would have been my my answer would have been different a long time ago. Like I actually switched to uh, gotten getting off of the processed foods, and I actually stopped uh, eating meat and dairy. So a lot of things have changed uh, recently. So favorite munchie right now, man. It, I mean, this is such like a curveball, but it's going to be a black bean burger. That, that's where that's where I'm switching right now. So, yeah, I you know don't. Uh, you know, my munchies sweet. have completely changed from one year ago until now. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, I'm. Lately, I, I changed for me too. Lately, I'm more of like a liquid sugar kind of thing, like a gla- tall glass of orange juice or like a small bottle of Coke or something like that. Like that really, like it really quenches my thirst, especially in this heat. Like we got a heat wave coming here in Montreal, and it's brutal, man. No AC in this place, so it's like I'm sweating, like I'm just like dripping over here. But we appreciate you coming on, man, giving us the fantasy <laughs> advice, uh, best fantasy advice in the world. Uh, fantasy football hustler, uh, that's where it is, everywhere, right? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. Yep, just fantasy football hustler on uh, every podcast out there, and uh, YouTube and Twitch TV, and uh, Patreon as well. If you want, uh, you know, direct access, I'm gonna join in for this for the fantasy season. I think I need it. I'm I'm tired of losing, man. I need the inside <laughs> info. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna register to the Patreon.com/slash fantasy football hustler. Um, go check so them it's out. Patreon. So it's Patreon.com/slash FF Hustler four twenty. Even better. FF Hustler 420. Uh, that's Fantasy Football Hustler. As usual, this episode is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub. Visit Mike's BBQ Rub, MTL.com, and use Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off. Also, NFL season coming up. Hot Street Fantasy is getting to the NFL. So, Hot Sauce promo code. Um, they'll match your bonus. with. They'll match your deposit with a bonus. 
50 bucks, they give it back to you. It's the best fantasy app in the world. We appreciate you coming on. Fantasy Football Hustler, that was fantastic. Sick glasses, sick bowl. Peace. Peace. Appreciate you guys. Good stuff, man.